3: Getting you ready for all of Sunday's betting action, this is Sunday Bet Prep on v Sin, the sports betting network.
4: Power number two of Sunday Bet Prep presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross, Adam Kaufman coming at you here. Las Vegas and Boston in the house. I think we're going to stay and as what we deemed off the top of the show, at least the top six city in America, Boston and bring in Tanner Kern. Uh, Tanner, Mm. of course, does a great job at DraftKings. You can follow him on X at Tanner Kern underscore. Tanner, do you agree with Adam and I's assessment that just cart watch that if you had a top six cities in the country, Boston is one of the six, the original six, if you will?
5: Oh, 100% from the sports teams to the cleanliness. You really can't beat Boston. I
4: love it here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we grandfather claused uh, LA into the original six. So, for our hockey terminology there, uh, let's get to the NFL a little bit, Tanner. Here we got, we're down to two. I know I get a little bit melancholy this time of the year thinking that we're down to just two football games tomorrow mm. and then just one more in two weeks. But look, when you get a battle of MVPs, and Patrick Mahomes already got two on the shelf. And I think we all know that Lamar Jackson is going to add a second to his collection this year. Does does Lamar Jackson have to win this game? Even though, again, individual awards at the end of the year, 2-2. It's going to be even. If we really want to put Lamar in the category of Patrick, he's got to beat him. Because we don't put Josh Allen in there rightfully or wrongfully because he can't beat Mahomes in the postseason. How big is this litmus test tomorrow for Lamar?
5: It's massive. He has to win this football game. I think to put him in the same conversation as Mahomes, because we're putting him Mahomes in the Brady's of the world, that level. So uh, to elevate Jackson, I think he has to win this game. You know, we talk about MVPs, right? MVPs are important, but when it comes down to it, Super Bowl rings are what matters, right? That's what every team's playing for. Um, So I think Lamar really has to have a good showing in this game and find a way to win it. And realistically, he should. This Ravens team is much better than the Kansas City Chiefs from top to bottom. Um, If Lamar plays as well as Patrick Mahomes, the Ravens should win because they have a better team. But the fact of the matter is you're going against Mahomes. You're going against the the guy, the Tom Brady of this era, right? Like, I'm afraid to bet against Patrick Mahomes. That's what it comes down to. I think the Ravens are going to win. I think the Ravens have a great chance of covering the spread here. But when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they have Mahomes, and that's a reason to be worried, no matter what, no matter how confident you are in this Ravens team.
6: That being said, you know, I think you look at sort of strength to strength, weakness to weakness, right? And the loss of, let's talk about a guy we never talk about. The loss of Joe Tooney as a protector along that line for Patrick Mahomes is massive. I mean, he could be, you know, comparisons have been made, obviously, like Mahomes could be running around like a chicken with his head cut off and just trying to stay safe like he was in the Super Bowl against Brady Mm -hmm. a couple of years back when, when, he was dealing with that foot injury to begin with i just this defense like i, I hate to say tanner that the the chiefs have had an, an easy road but it's certainly been a favorable road you know the the dolphins obviously can't win in the cold and they were decimated by injuries defensively the bills josh allen at the end puked all over himself and again decimated by injuries defensively the ravens are only getting healthier and defensively they're incredible this this to me should really be an uphill battle for kc it should but we're not talking about it like that because
5: of patrick palms i think that's the biggest thing here but like top to bottom yeah, the ravens are a much better football team um no matter what like lamar doesn't have to go out and you know play outside of his mind to win this game i mean realistically the defense should be able to contain kansas city the baltimore ravens have made pretty much every quarterback in their way uh down the final stretch of the season look silly right just going back to December 17th against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, dominated Trevor Lawrence there, um, dominated Brock Purdy, right? Absolutely dominated Brock Purdy. That was embarrassing. Um, and you look at the Dolphins, they beat up the Dolphins. They beat up CJ Stroud last week, right? So there's just so much going for this Ravens team. And realistically, they should win this game with these. I think top to bottom, they're much better. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs do have a lot of injuries right now. And Joe Tooney being out, it's one that you know, we might not talk about it a lot because it is an offensive lineman, but it makes a huge difference in the game. He's a leader up front for them and all pro. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is still going to bring it. I think the Chiefs are still going to establish the run game. This one comes down to which team gets out to an early lead and gets out to a hot start. Because if either one of these teams are up by 10 points at any time and playing with that kind of lead, uh, it definitely gives them the advantage.
4: Tanner, it's interesting when you look at the total here, because I think it opened around 46, immediately dropped down as well as I think 43, 43 and a Ticked back up now as the week's gone on and kind of feels like it's leveling out at 44, 40, 44 and a half. We're seeing a DraftKings here. I know weather could be an issue tomorrow in charm city. Uh, how do you factor all of those things in? And what do you make of the line move here as it's gone up to 44 and a half?
5: So even with the late dip back up, I'd still would play the under here. I've been on the under the entire time, just because you look at the defenses, both are very good. I know you guys talked about how the chiefs haven't necessarily played the toughest road down the stretch, but they still have a lot of dogs on that defense, including Chris Jones up front. And he actually has a big incentive to get to the super bowl, right? I think he gets another million dollars. If this team does win So look for him to play hard. And bottom line is, I think the way each team needs to come into this game is by keeping the opposing offense off the field. If Patrick Mahomes keeps Lamar Jackson off the field, that gives the chiefs the advantage. Same thing for the Ravens. If they keep Mahomes off the field. So I think both teams are going to see a commitment to the ground game. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, obviously dealing with some injuries right now, but he doesn't have to get every carry. They still have Clyde Edwards lair um you know they're gonna work quick game with uh travis kelsey and you know getting stuff getting quick passes out to uh rasheed rice as well so um i think both offenses are going to have a conservative approach here which is going to lead to an
6: under. tanner i like most people maybe like you as well am just super chalky this week i expect the home teams the number one seeds the better teams to win to advance to meet each other in the super bowl it's just where i look at the afc i'm more comfortable taking baltimore with the points in the nfc because of the way the Niners have gone down the stretch, and maybe the Green Bay win woke them up, we'll see. But I don't think the Lions are going to win. I really don't. But I, if I were betting the spread, I would be inclined to take Detroit. I think the Lions are going to keep this thing close. How do you anticipate this plays out?
5: So I wouldn't want to lay seven and a half with the Niners by any means, but this might be a little bit of a hot take, and I don't want to say it to the Detroit crowd here, but I think the, the Niners have the ability to absolutely dog walk the Detroit Lions if they want to. And I know that's crazy because Dan Campbell's so good against the spread, but there is a formula in this game for the Niners to come out and absolutely cruise to victory. Look at this line schedule; just has not been that tough dating back to December 3rd. So they went the uh, they played against the Saints, obviously won that football game, lost to the Bears uh, on the road there. Denver, Minnesota twice, Dallas. Um, you know Dallas, good football team. Obviously had holes down the stretch, but I just don't think they've really been tested, even in the playoffs against the L.A. Rams. Rams were a good football team. They were not a great football team by any means. Then you get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the divisional round. So this Lions team's going to have a challenge against the 49ers, who I believe are a little overhyped. But at the same time, too, you look at the 49ers' defense, they're loaded. Um, in the back end, they're loaded up front, right? They can shut down everything Detroit has to offer. And then on offense, you have one of the best players in the game in Christian McCaffrey. And even though this Detroit Lions front seven's only giving up 88 rushing yards per game, I still anticipate that the 49ers are going to be able to run the football. So um, I would take the Lions with the uh, points if I had to, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Niners came out and absolutely found a way to, to beat them by 14 to 20 points.
4: I think the bigger controversy is, is it Detroit or Detroit? It's like caramel and caramel. I really don't know what the right answer is, Tanner, but I do want to ask you about the total here at 52, because you mentioned the defense and certainly the Niners are pretty good in that back four. You know, it feels like if Nick Bosa doesn't get home, you don't see a whole lot of, out of Chase Young on the other side here. I know Adams got the uh, arrow going up here for the total. Are we getting points tomorrow in Santa Clara? It's supposed to be a beautiful day, by the way.
5: I'm still going to be on the under here. I'm always hesitant. I, I know Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions are a, a very big over team, but I'm always hesitant betting overs with him just because of some decisions in the red zone. Eventually <laughs> that's going to come back to bite him and lead to points being left off the board. Um, yeah, The 49ers, I think, again, same thing I talked about in the AFC game. Looking at this 49ers team, the way they're going to win the game, the way they're going to dominate is by keeping Detroit off the field. They can do that. They're going to be okay, and I know the Lions are very shaky in the secondary. They're going to give up a ton of yards there, but they're going to try to come out and establish the ground game with Christian McCaffrey because if they can do that and enforce their will early, it just puts Detroit at such a uh, disadvantage in this football game. key for the Lions is if they get up by 10 points early, 10 to 14 points, that's the key for them. I think the game does go over because we're going to see the 49ers really emphasize the passing game at that point. But if the script plays out the way I anticipated with the 49ers running the football and keeping the lines off the field, this is a high total for that.
6: What about player props either game? You know, do you do you have a a favorite spot to attack rather than me putting you in a box and throwing one at you? (laughs) Yeah, so I I like a few. I would say my favorite
5: prop on the day is Lamar Jackson to go over 66 and a half rushing yards. Kansas City Chiefs have just not been good against quarterbacks, allowing over 20 rushing yards per game, which is toward the bottom half of the NFL. The Ravens are going to use Jackson in the design run game. And he's also so dangerous when the blitz doesn't get home now. I don't think people talk about this enough. Uh, The secondary turns their back. The blitz doesn't get there. Uh, rush lanes get opened, and that allows Jackson to escape, and he can easily rip off 20-yard carries like nothing. So, based on what Josh Allen did to the Chiefs last week, I think Lamar is going to be able to do that and then some. So over 66 and a half there. Also feeling really good about Travis Kelsey to over 62 and a half receiving yards in this game. Again, the, the the statistics don't really say take Travis Kelsey's over because the Ravens have been so good on defense, but. Big-time players find make big plays in big-game situations, right? And Travis Kelsey is one of those guys. Mahomes is going to look to him in high-leverage situations, and he's going to be in plenty of them against this Ravens defense tomorrow.
4: Tanner, only have about 45 seconds. Speaking of tight ends, what about with the return of Mark Andrews and how that affects Isaiah Likely? Does that scare you off both of those guys, or what do you expect out of Andrews? Is he back to being Mark Andrews tomorrow?
5: So I think Mark Andrews is going to be Mark Andrews. We know that, but at the same time, too, it's very hard to predict what's going to happen. Is he on a pitch count? Is he going to be full go? And Likely's mm-hmm. been fantastic. You're not going to take him out. So uh would stay away from props for both those guys.
4: Yeah, and right now you can get some good numbers on you Likely. You see how they are, though? <laughs> yeah, they're really low on both those guys. I'm really
6: surprised. 20 and a half receiving yards. Woo! 20 and a half.
4: It's very, very tempting. Mark Tanner. Andrews twenty four. Wow. Woo-wee! Appreciate the info as always, Tanner. Uh, Enjoy the games tomorrow. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There he is. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that, Adam, because that is fascinating. look at the tight end situation uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, So when we come back, let's do a deeper dive into that prop market. Maybe we'll start right there because it's fascinating the way the market has come out with Mark Andrews and what we think we might see happen to that position. Come on back. Sunday Bet Prep continue.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSN, the sports betting network.
4: With Omaha Steaks, you're going to fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every single bite. It's Omaha Steaks Guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you're going to get our four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum
6: purchase may apply.
4: I Adam I mean Adam, look at the picture.
6: Just look such at the picture. Jerk. You're such a jerk. Even putting this in front of me. I'm gonna I have mean, I ate something right before the show, and yet here I am just famished all over again.
4: During the next break, it's when I snap into a slim gym. And then I look at, <laughs> and then I look at that Omaha steak. I go, what am I doing with my life? And by the way, somebody posted, I don't I really don't know who it is, but somebody made its way around X today. Somebody posted Basically a burnt fillet, and I went. Who eats that? Like that? The picture that we just showed you of Omaha Steaks, if and I know Matt Humans. I love Matt Humans, and I think it's Matt on the network that eats mm. his steak like medium well.
6: Oh, okay. I would. Deport- I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm a medium guy. Okay. I I don't I don't want I don't want it bleeding all over the plate. I really don't. No, I I don't so mind I, it. But- so I get it. But I don't want it chart either. Yeah.
4: If I'm ever POTUS, I will deport people for medium well. I mean, it's just, it's un-American. We can't have medium well. <laughs> you're not eating steak. You're eating leather. You're leather, eating, yeah. Right? So get that. puck. Yeah. Get the Omaha steaks because they look delish. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into that conversation we were having, a uh, great one with Tanner Kern, in the last segment. Mm-hmm. I'd like to carry over a little bit of that talk because at the end, if you missed it, shame on you. Uh, I asked about the tight ends because we know that Mark Andrews is going to be back. And, Adam, I know you've been all over this when you look at the prop shop here for Chiefs and Ravens. And Isaiah likely is – like, I don't want to say they didn't miss a beat. It's hard to lose Mark Andrews for as long as you lose Mark Andrews and say that you didn't miss a beat. But he was really damn good in his Mm step. And so now I just wonder, because they've struggled a little bit outside of Omar Jackson to really get that running game going – Do they use both of these guys, like two-headed monster? And it's like, does Andrews take away from Likely, does Likely take away, you know, vice versa? Or could both guys be in play tomorrow? Because I look at it, at him and I go, I know Lamar's not going to shy away from Isaiah Likely if they've kind of developed a chemistry in Andrews' stead. And I know he's not going to shy away from Mark because he already said it. That's my guy. That's my security blanket. So you know if he's out there, Lamar is going to be looking forward to to throwing to him again. How do you break down that that dynamic of a returning Mark Andrews tomorrow?
6: I, I have I have many thoughts on this topic, Dave. I I will try and have this stream of consciousness uh, <laughs> not not just go too too long. Uh, but I I think there there is a, and I this is I've been thinking about this more and more just as you were talking. Even I think there is a a problem out there as it relates to isaiah likely Mm. and the way that people are thinking about isaiah likely people are thinking about isaiah likely and i had to pull up his game log in front of me to give myself the confirmation bias i think people are thinking and talking about isaiah likely like this is december isaiah likely mark andrews goes down obviously in november and november 26 the game against the chargers likely goes four of six for 40 yards next game 5 of 7 for 83. Next game, 5 of 6 for 70. Next game, 3 of 4 for 56. There have been three games since then, all obviously without Mark Andrews. You go to uh, the Christmas Eve, or or pardon me, the New Year's Eve game against the Dolphins, which was a shellacking. Baltimore won that game 56-19. Likely at two catches, 42 yards, two touchdowns, but he was only targeted three times. The next game, two catches on as many targets for 31 yards, one of them a long of 27. And then in that playoff game after the bye against the Texans, again, targeted just three times, mm. two catches, 34 yards, including a long of 19. So you digest some of those numbers of late, and it kind of makes sense. As grotesque and, and low as it seems, It sort of makes sense that Likely is still hovering around 20, 22 and a half yards, depending on where you look, because he very well may only be targeted two times. And are you comfortable relying on him to possibly I know he's sure handed, but he may only have one catch, depending on coverage for 15 yards and then he doesn't cover the question we don't know. And maybe this is just a better live betting opportunity once these games started. And I've talked to you about some of the advantages in the past in the live betting market with these games. When you see game scripts, you see how guys are being defended, but most importantly, how they're being utilized. We don't know exactly what Mark Andrews is going to be in this game. You know, he practiced a couple weeks ago. There was a belief he could have played last week. My belief is if it was the Super Bowl, he would have. But they probably looked at it, looked at the Houston Texans and said, I don't think we need to rush Mark Andrews back for this game. I think we're good. Turns out they were. They won by 24 points. He gets to practice again throughout the week, and boom, he's ready to go in a much more important game. Is he going to be the Mark Andrews of old, with a very low line, by the way, like 32, 33 and a half Mm -hmm. receiving yards, or is he going to be a decoy and therefore likely is more appealing, or some of the receivers, including Zay Flowers, is more appealing, or the way I would bet Mark Andrews is just an anytime touchdown. Take your plus money with an anytime touchdown. Assume that Mark Andrews and tight ends in general are going to be red zone threats. They're bigger. They have a tendency to get open. They're security blankets for the QBs. I think it's a great spot for Mark Andrews to get a score in this game. But we don't know that he's going to be targeted six times, eight times like he normally would be and easily surpass those yards by the end of the half and and just go on and have a banner night. We don't know until we get a look at him. and. That's a that's a hard thing to handicap. So as low and appealing as the number is, you know the the book does that on purpose. There's there's a reason for it. They want you to place the bet, and maybe it's free money, quote unquote. You know maybe it hits with ease. But for me, it's more of a stay away. I would rather chance it with the anytime touchdown.
4: Guilty is charged. I bought it. Already, are, already played
6: the over. <laughs> I've
4: got I'm gonna tell you what these plays are because I've been fascinated by this market as well all weekend. Once we knew that Mark Andrews was in fact back. And again, I do go and listen a little bit and maybe I buy in, you know, Lamar seems very excited about having Mark back. And that's my security blanket as he phrased it. I played four wagers with both tight ends. Hmm. So it it was because I didn't want to play the guessing game of which one. So it's kind of what my leading question was. I think they're going to utilize both of them. I actually think it could be a a decent enough day for all of these, hopefully, to cash. Isaiah Likely, I did get the number, the better of the number at the time. It's gone up since. I got him at over 19 and a half yards at minus 10, So that was green light go for me. I did take Mark at a little bit of a higher number. Probably could have gotten a little bit better. 34 is the number that I have, and I played that over. And then I did play both of those for anytime touchdowns. Mark Andrews at plus 240 and Isaiah Likely at plus 325. And to me, again, and this is why I love having the guests that we have on the show, and I know Tanner really likes the overplay for Lamar Jackson's rush yards. I'm looking at it a little bit differently that I I think Steve Spagnuolo is going to say, if there's one way that they're going to get to the Super Bowl, I don't want it to be in the red zone, Lamar Jackson running. I Mm. want to force him, with the looks that we give them, to double-dog there them to pass. And I think in the red zone, if that happens, kind of the way that Spaggs calls things as the D.C., I think that could open up the possibility that he has to throw the ball a little bit more. And Sean McCollum does a great job here at VEASAN behind the glass. I know he's got a ticket. on Lamar Jackson over a touchdown and a half at a solid plus number, I believe plus a dollar eighty. I got to tell you, I think that's in play. Because, mm-hmm. again, if I'm going down with the ship and I'm Kansas City and I'm Steve Spagnuolo, the one thing I don't want to have happen is the grade eight runs all through me. Now, look, to Tanner's point, maybe he just can't stop it. And he's just that damn good at what he does. And yeah. there's a real possibility of that. But that's mm-hmm. why I think these tight ends, especially with Andrew's backs uh, back, gives Lamar another added dimension in that red zone offense. Do you like my plays there of kind of going, I'm going – like carpet bombing a little bit here and I'm firing away and maybe I don't have an exact target, but I'm hoping if I hit close enough, I'm going to get a a couple of those home and turn those plus money into a plus day.
6: No, I do like them. I mean, I I think there's an argument and you made it and there are even additional arguments to it to play any or all of those. I, I, I really do believe that. I just also could look at it as I talked about already and see, you know, some of the, the downsides or risks involved. I don't think they're, you know, I, I know there's no like literal sure thing, but I, you know, we, we don't know what Andrews is. We don't know how much Lamar is going to depend on likely. We don't know how much he's going to throw the ball versus trying to do it himself on the ground. We don't know how much he's gonna lean on Zay Flowers. Like all, all you're doing in the prop betting market ultimately as a gambler is telling yourself a story of how the game script is going to go and then betting accordingly yours I like and as a Ravens supporter I heavily support it I hope he cash all of those I just don't know what it's going to look
4: like fascinating because again the the one concern I have is is Mark Andrews back the way they have told us he's back this week we'll find out early in that football game tomorrow let's talk more about it with Tyler Dragon next here on Sunday bet prep this
3: is Sunday bet prep on v the sports betting network
4: DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that's going to help make the playoffs even more electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two and a back in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code VEASON. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code VEASON and the Crown Kids could be all yours. Back alongside Adam Kaufman, Dave Ross here. Adam, I'm sure you've seen Enter the Dragon. Have you seen the movie Enter the Dragon? <laughs>
6: Bruce Lee. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Dave. I, I'm assuming you have. <laughs> I mean,
4: I, yeah, I, I mean what, what are we doing here? I know. You know what the old saying is, you know, you assume you make an ass out of you and I. So I didn't want to. I
6: felt like I looked at you like a deer in headlights. You did. Are you looked at me have like. I, have, have I what? Will you I, like... repeat the question? I don't understand.
4: <laughs> You're like, what are you? Of course I have. I'm assuming the Tyler Dragon, our next guest, of course, we love having Tyler on at the Tyler Dragon on X. Uh, does a great job at USA Today. Tyler, how many times have you been asked that question, and how many times have you seen the film?
7: Well, I'm going to disappoint you guys. No. I've never seen Enter the Dragon. <laughs> you know that. I've probably been asked it about a dozen times,
4: though. <laughs> okay, after after football season, Tyler, it's it's one it's a Bruce Lee masterpiece. We'll just leave it at that. But we are happy to have you entering our studio to talk NFL with us here in the Final Four. Let's begin in Charm City tomorrow with the Ravens and the Chiefs. And it feels like, you know, that might be the marquee game because of the star power of quarterback, even though it's the first game, obviously East Coast. They're going to do the West Coast thing for TV purposes. But it does feel like this is the potentially Ali Foreman matchup here for tomorrow with Lamar Jackson set to become a two-time MVP and join the ranks of one Patrick Mahomes. I asked this earlier and I asked it of you. How important do you think it really is? Because, you know, we're banging on Josh Allen for never being able to beat Patrick Mahomes in the national media. How important is it for Lamar Jackson to beat Patrick Mahomes tomorrow?
7: Yeah, this is a statement game for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Uh, This game will show the world if Lamar Jackson comes out on top that he is the second-best quarterback in the NFL, undisputed. And I, I do think that You know, the way that he's played this season, it's a legitimate uh, argument that Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are the two best uh, QBs in the NFL. I mean, he's going to win his second MVP trophy. But what's missing from his resume is definitely a Super Bowl appearance and, of course, a Super Bowl title. So he certainly needs this for just his career resume and his legacy.
6: Tyler, we were just talking about the tight ends in this game and how to anticipate the usage of Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. Obviously, from a betting perspective, their props are super low. It's just a function of what is the game script going to look like? Is Andrews, you know, truly healthy and going to be his old self versus a decoy or just a red zone threat? What have you, what inkling do you have about about how this is going to go and how much Lamar is going to lean on those guys?
7: Well, I, I think the Ravens are going to use a lot of 12 personnel, which is one running back and two tight ends. Now, will Mark Andrews be effective? Will be a decoy? Uh, he won't be 100%. That's for certain. And he's going to battle some rest. But he is still a reliable target, and I imagine he'll still be somewhat effective. And when Mark Andrews is on the field, defenses have to take account that he is Lamar Jackson's favorite weapon. So even if he's, quote-unquote, a decoy of sorts and not really getting a lot of targets, defenses are still going to take into account that he is Lamar Jackson's favorite target. So I do think that he is going to make an impact, and I do believe the Ravens are going to use a lot of 12 personnel to try to him being on the field with Isaiah likely
4: music to my ears, Tyler, because that's all I want is the usage. I want to see that 12 personnel. It's exactly what Adam and I were talking about. See those two tight end sets. And I've got a chance to cash those overs on both guys here. The other side of the coin here with Steve Spagnuolo trying to stop Lamar Jackson. Are you of the inclination that you either give one thing up to stop another is Spag's going to go out there and say, I've got to stop the grade eight from running it and if he beats me in that 12 personnel with the two with the two tight ends so be it but you can't take away everything do you think the number one thing he tries to take away is his running
7: well yeah based on how the chiefs performed last week with uh, josh allen they better stop lamar jackson lamar jackson is faster uh, more agile more explosive running the football josh allen had a field day running the football in the first half so i do believe Uh, The Chiefs are going to try to incorporate a spy on Lamar Jackson and kind of incorporate some zone blitzes as well. Kind of confuse them so you don't know where the blitz is coming from times. And then along with the spy, that is probably the formula that's most effective against Lamar Jackson. However, you can't stop everything if you try to uh, not make him run you have shown time and time and again this season that he can beat you with his arms so it's kind of a pick your poison but the most effective way to contain lamar is to incorporate a spy and then mix in some zone blitzes as well
6: let's go to the other side of the bracket i'll be the the guy that asks about injured dudes how about debo samuel we anticipate he's going to be out there on the field for the niners but again and yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit less uh, – I have less conviction in terms of what my expectations are for him than I even do for Mark Andrews because at least Andrews, you know, we believe is as close as he's going to be to 100%. Yes, there's the rust factor, as you acknowledged, but, he, you know, he's he's coming off of surgery. He's practiced multiple weeks. Debo Samuel got hurt last week, and it's something he could easily re-aggravate, barely practiced this week, and now he's going out into this game is – He going to be someone he's going against a miserable secondary is is Brock Purdy just going to kind of have Debo out there as as someone that the, the Lions can't afford to ignore, but still lean on the likes of Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, maybe even Juwan Jennings, who, by the way, has a receiving prop super low sub 20 yards that I would definitely play the over. What do you what do you think happens here with Debo Samuel in terms of what percentage he is? Deebo so Debo
7: Samuel is kind of like the 49ers emotional leader, especially on offense. So him being out there, even if he is somewhat of a decoy, he it is going to make an impact of, in the game. Now, I don't imagine that uh, Kyle Shanahan will be dialing up runs for Debo, especially coming out of the backfield. But short, quick passes, maybe some screens, maybe some slants to see if he gets those yak yards. He can still be affected that way with a gimpy shoulder. But, yeah, I, I do agree he won't be 100%, especially since that injury was just a week ago. But the 49ers, they have an embarrassment of riches on the offensive side of football. So I still expect them to be
4: effective. We're seeing the total as we speak, gentlemen, drop from 52 to 51 and a half. here. Drafting is just a small little move, but it is towards that under. Look, it's supposed to be a beautiful day in the Bay Area. We never say that this time of year. Uh, Tyler, what do you make of that total? Are we gonna get the expected points, or could we be in for a surprise and more running and more clock getting eaten up that way?
7: I think uh, we might be in for a surprise in the bear. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, the last week's game against the Packers was closer than expected. Packers should be kicking themselves to feel like they could have won that game. Mm -hmm. And the Lions, they're playing kind of with house money. Nobody expected them to be there. They should be playing loose, uh, nerve-free. So I think we could uh, be in for the unexpected tomorrow.
6: You know, Christian McCaffrey is matchup proof. He's incredible. In my mind, if not for Lamar Jackson, he's the MVP of the league. But he is facing a defense that is number one in the NFL against the run. So what do you expect from CMC here? And, and removing the fact that, obviously, he can be incredibly dangerous, a huge factor out of the backfield as a pass catcher, purely on the ground. Does he go off in this one, or are lines going to stifle him a little bit?
7: I'm predicting Christian McCaffrey to have maybe 120 to 130 yards from scrimmage on the touchdown tomorrow. I think Ooh. he's going to be effective in the air and uh, running the football. Is he going to go over 100 rushing yards? Probably not, but it's probably going to be one of those like, you know, 70, 70 games, 70, 50 games. I think he's going to be effective and he's going to uh, pose problems for the Lions, especially catching passes out of the backfield.
4: So you're expecting Christian McCaffrey to be Christian McCaffrey is what I'm picking up there. Uh, Am I crazy for trusting in this game tomorrow, Jared Goff more than I am Brock Purdy. Am I nuts for that? Mm. Uh,
7: I I would say uh, no, but I do expect Brock Purdy to have a better game. Now I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback. However, The best defense on the field is the San Francisco 49ers. Their front seven is the best in all of football, and I think they're going to cause Jared Goff and that stout Detroit offensive line trouble. Now, Detroit has an advantage on the outside with the receivers Amon St. Brown and those boys, but will Jared Goff have enough time when you have a Nick Bosa, Chase Young, and Eric Armstead breathing down his neck and trying to corral the quarterback and have him under duress?
4: Yeah, it's uh, their back four is pretty darn good as well with that front seven. Tyler, we appreciate the time. Check out Enter the Dragon whenever you get more time.
7: <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. Have a good night.
4: There he is, everybody. Give him a follow on X at the Tyler Dragon. We'll come back. Let's talk some more hoops next here on Sunday Vet Prep.
0: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSN, the sports betting network.
4: Put the VEASAN experts to work for you. Start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription. You get your first year for just $199. That's the whole year. Just use the promo code PREP. Get access to everything we do, including our new VEASAN.com website and our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert is current odd end. Betting splits showing you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus... Our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember use code PREP. Get your first year of VEASAN PRO access for just $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Adam Kaufman, we have a wild one going on right now in the association. We're in double overtime. Lakers, Warriors. Crowd here at Circus going nuts. 137, 132, Lakers, right now in second overtime feels like a playoff game playoffs. And I, I got to tell you, whatever, and there's been a lot of th- theories out there, whatever LeBron, LeBron James is on, can I get on it?
6: I, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You, you can't afford it. I can't that.
4: Therein lies the rub, right? <laughs> I can get my new genics. I don't think he's doing new genics. Just saying. Yeah. And if he is, he should be doing ads for NuGenics because it is incredible <laughs> to see what this old man continues to do. Dare I say, and look, I covered Michael Jordan in the second iteration in D.C. when he came out of retirement. Oh. And I got to tell you, like, everybody bangs on that. Adam, that was the thrill of a lifetime. Being in those yeah. locker rooms oh, talking God, to MJ yeah. and watching him play north of 40 mm-hmm. is insane. I don't know that we've seen anything like this. Like, look, I'm not trying to get into the MJ-LeBron discuss- debate. It's MJ for me, and it's going to be really hard to change my mind. But for what this old man is continuing to do on a night-in, night-out basis in the association, I do tip my cap to him. And I don't know how, but he's still getting it done.
6: I played the over on his rebounds tonight at plus money, which was six and a half. You know how many rebounds LeBron James has tonight right now with the game still going? I guess. Sure. Twelve. 19 what was what 19? was the number What, what was the number if, if you wanted to play over you know 15 rebounds for LeBron oh James what was, what was that alt line at if you were getting plus money at seven my word yeah I mean you can't say enough about what LeBron James is doing in in 46 minutes and the game is still happening 34 points 19 rebounds 12 assists just three turnovers and efficient shooting as well 14 of 25 he has been incredible and he is not to say something overly obvious but he is still fully capable of doing this you just don't see it as often for a a range of reasons he's he's at that point in his his career his life where he's pacing himself a little bit he's you know he's, he's working to he's much more passive to start games. Like you don't see first quarter LeBron, unless it's maybe getting some boards or assists, you know, he's not going to the hole. He's not trying to get fouled. He's, he's getting his teammates involved. He's feeling out the game, turning it on when he has to. And this is part of why he has played as long as he has. I mean, I don't know. Does anybody have more minutes on, on, on their NBA belt, regular season and postseason God, combined can't, than LeBron James? Can't I don't imagine. Think he does. I don't think any, I mean, Kareem maybe Kareem, but I doubt it. Yeah. You know, I'm- when you, you can, for the, the extra full season's worth of playoff games, this guy has played and he's still, you know, obviously entered the league at such a young age. So he's not 40 yet, but he's been around for a couple decades. He's just biding time until, until Bronny is in the league and he's going to play with him somewhere you know if, if he can work a, a way for the Lakers to somehow wind up with him or he, he winds up going somewhere else to finish his career out for a year playing with Bronny I don't know it's going to be fascinating I've looked forward to it for years but the fact that he is still doing this still putting franchises you know on his back and the Lakers yeah they're the in-season tournament champs Whoopty doo they're not they're not a great team you know they're they're a, a a team that's you know 500 i mean literally on the nose right now going into this game tonight 23 and 23. They're down a couple. Maybe they'll lose. Maybe they'll win. Who cares? They're a middling team that may very well not even be in the playoffs when everything shakes out. Or maybe they'll be a play-in team and they have to win that tournament in order to get in and and go from there. But they're not going to win a championship. It, it's not going to happen. Like that that ship has sailed. He's not going to catch Jordan or anything like that. But he can still turn back the clock. He can still do this. And it is honestly like we are we are lucky to have. You know, no doubt. Li- li- his lifetime, and much the same as Michael Jordan. Like, Michael Jordan, you're a little bit older than me. Michael Jordan, though, was was my childhood. I remember it vividly. And to go from Jordan to LeBron to, you know, whoever's next that that attempts to come even close, like, we are just, we are blessed to witness this.
4: Uh, One-point game, 142-141. Lakers in the lead. 13 seconds, double OT. Steph Curry's got 43. It's a sick game going on right now. Uh, and mm-hmm. it does feel like a lot more than just a regular old mundane game in January. I do want to get to a regular old mundane game in January tomorrow as we continue Sunday bet prep. And two of the worst teams, and I always say this, you know, like we like to bet, like I'm sure the window take tonight for Lakers Warriors was the highest one because we want to bet the games we're most interested in. Nobody Mm -hmm. is interested in Raptors and Hawks tomorrow. Like nobody. (laughs) I don't even know that the Raptors and the Hawks are interested in Raptors Hawks. Adam, do you like to cherry pick some of these opportunities when you know it's not going to be a heavily bet game other than maybe Sharps out there and say, hmm, this is actually where I can get better numbers because everybody else is looking at, like tonight, Lakers-Warriors. They're not looking at Raptors-Hawks.
6: I probably spend more time in the prop betting market in the NBA than I do dealing with spreads or totals. But that being said, when you know, I do certainly like to dabble or I have a text thread of buddies and we're constantly talking about this, the, you know, money line parlay opportunities mm-hmm. specifically in the NBA, because there really are some great spots to attack. Like, again, you know, you're not going to invest in Oklahoma City at, at, must you know, minus 900 for any reason other than throwing them in a parlay. But they're in a great spot. Detroit is not also a far superior team, obviously. When you're looking, you know, you could look at, Indiana again at home, minus four tenths. You put those two together. You look for a third option an appealing one. I'm looking at it right now. You know, I I would probably be more inclined. And and the Raptors, you know, especially after the Siakam yep. trade and and some injuries, they're in a little bit of this rebuilding mode. They're they're not great, I get it. But you know, Atlanta's had its injuries as well. Trey Young's been in and out of the lineup. If I were gonna put together a a, a money line parlay in the NBA tomorrow. It would be the Thunder. It would be the Pacers, and I would take the Bulls, who are you know right around minus two seventy-five. And and I could I could build it and see exactly what what that number takes us to. Uh, but I I would say it's probably in the vicinity of even money, which is you know ultimately what you're looking for. Let's see, I'll I'll do it just real quick okay. while we're talking about it. Um, and, and on I, DraftKings, yeah, but three pick parlay minus one fifteen. I would feel comfortable putting those three plays together, throwing some money on it, and you're effectively trying to double your money, hoping the chalk wins. And more often than not, like, yeah, things happen. Like, the, the Celtics were favorites tonight, and they got just gaslit. But more often than not in the NBA, the chalk does hit. And, I mean, I, I got the slips to prove it, mm-hmm. as as do, you know, the the friends on these text threads, because it's just, you know, it. you just got to pick your spots. You got to look for... You know, rest spots, you know, for players, try and anticipate when guys are not going to play, not like the Embiid situation, but a guy like who's not going to play on a back-to-back necessarily. What's the travel look like? When did they last play? Are they coming off of, you know, a, a, a game two nights ago? All of that, you factor it in, you can identify good profitable spots.
4: Uh, by the way, those Bulls are six-and-a-half-point favorites tomorrow against Portland in Adams' three-team parlay there. And also, as you mentioned, uh, OKC nine-point Favorites on the road, or excuse me, 13 point favorites on the road against Detroit, mm. but minus $9. So you're, I love the way you just attack that. Instead of playing maybe those individually, uh, you know, ATS, you're going to go, let's just do a money line parlay here with three big favorites, get that down to about even money, which is exactly what you've accomplished. Uh, in the last 90 seconds, before we go, I just want to wrap up. We were just talking about LeBron James. He has done something tonight. By the way, two point game with seven seconds to go in double overtime. Lakers up two. He's done something tonight that has not been done in Laker lore. And now when you're talking Lakers and their history, it doesn't get a whole lot better. Steph Curry just hit a three. He's got 46 points. Warriors up one. This game is sick.
6: Oh, please. End it right there. Four I can points cash. I, Four I, point I can seven. cash two. The, the Lakers plus two and the loss toward my futures bet. You're going to get that the last great. shot. End it there.
4: Lakers going to get the last shot. LeBron James has 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. Nobody has done that since some guy named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did that version of a triple-double in 1976.
6: I thought you would say magic, honestly.
4: 30, 20, and 10. Ha. The heady stuff. It's sick stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Steph Curry just put a three to bang it on him and get 46. So we'll see how that one plays out. But when we come back, much more to get to. Hour number three, more NFL Championship talk dead ahead here on
0: Sunday of It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff,